Oh, hey, everybody. Well, there you go. That's the theme from the spectacular Spider-Man, of course. Um, the description's all in Spanish, and I probably will just choose not to embarrass myself by reading it, because my Spanish reading skills are worser than my English reading skills, which are worser than you would think. Well, welcome to this issue number six of The Amazing Spider-Man. I know we had the spectacular theme, but you know. It's cool. He can be more than one thing, right? Um, and today, we have for you the exciting, the thrilling, half-man, half-reptile, the lizard. Uh, the lizard will take over all of Earth unless Spider-Man alone can stop him. Which, that's on the cover, and right away, it's like, really? He's going to take over the whole Earth, huh? That seems like a bit of an exaggeration. The lizard's going to take over the Earth. He's got a purple lab coat, and he's a lizard man. I mean, wouldn't that mean like an anaconda could take over the world? And I don't mean a Nicki Minaj video. It took over the world for about 10 minutes, right? But also probably because it was like, well, it's about butts, and it's got Sir Mix-a-Lot in there. That's really all we want out of everything, right? It's like, oh, we get to see some butts and then eh, live, the, live the fun of Sir Mix-a-Lot? What else is there to life? What is greatest in life? to see some butts, and uh, remember how much fun we had with Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, end quote, Conan, the Barbarian. So definitely, this is like an early manifestation of like the problem in a lot of the Marvel movies, right? Which is, it seems like every one of these fucking movies is, uh, what's the stakes? Well, the world is going to end. Uh, you know, what's the stakes of, oh, the Cosmic Cube's going to end the world? Uh, these evil elves... That one made the least sense to me. These evil asshole elves are from some dark shit dimension, and they're like, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to just end the world. Oh, okay. Um, and make it crappy like our world. Oh. Why? Hmm? Hmm? It's kind of just our thing. Oh, okay. Well, it seems reasonable. <laughs> it's like, our, our world is really shit, so we're going to just turn the other ones into shit. Why wouldn't you just take over the good one and make everyone else go to the shit one? That seems like what you want, right? I don't know. It makes no sense to me. It's like, um, I'm unhappy in my marriage. My husband's really ugly. So what I'm going to do is make an uglification ray so everyone is ugly. And then you uglify everyone, and then you're like, oh, this does not make me happy either. Hmm, shit. Um, this motherfucker cost 12 cents. And here we go. We get right into it. We start in the story here with a bunch of people just hanging out in the swamp, I guess. Not really clear what they're doing in the swamp. They, You know, like, one guy has a gun, so maybe he's hunting or something. There's another guy who's in kind of like a business suit. I mean, he has a fedora on. Maybe he's like some kind of hipster of the time. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I am committed to this look. There's got to be, right, somewhere out there. Somewhere. There's got to be a guy who's real committed to this hipster thing and wears, like, suspenders and old-time pants. He looks like a newsie, basically. There's got to be a picture of someone who's, like, hiking a mountain like that, right? Just like, well, I know that, you know, these fabrics and this kind of clothes are stupid and affected and whatever, but, uh, you know, I'm just so committed to this look. This is what I'm doing. Or literally, I own no other clothes. Like, is there a guy? There's got to be a guy out there, right, who goes to the gymnasium and is bench pressing in an old-time strongman suit or something. 
So these people are in the in the swamp, and the lizard comes out, and he's just like, "Be gone! The swamp is mine." Uh, you'll pay for defying the lizard. He lifts an entire tree, just cracks it, this giant tree, and, you know, is like, ah, the swamp belongs to the lizard. I reign supreme here. Which is funny to me because, like, if I were a superhero and heard, like, so-and-so has taken the swamps over and no one else can go there, I'd be like, oh, that seems fine. I don't. I have no interest in the swamp. I just feel like you you get on one of those fan boats, you fall in, and you're instantly consumed by muck or alligators or like a fish swims up your penis. That's all I feel like the swamp has to offer society. So if someone was declaring himself, you know, it's like it's like if I was out, you know, walking behind my apartment and someone's like, um, I declare myself lord of the sewers, so don't come down here. I'd be like, okay. Keep you you do it you do you I'll do me. I don't think that our um, the Venn diagrams of the things that we're interested in are going to cross over at all. I don't think this is going to be a problem whatsoever, sir. <laughs> so we're in great shape. Um. So anyway, he scares everyone off, and then the Daily Bugle challenges the Amazing Spider-Man. It literally says the Bugle challenges Spider-Man to defeat the Lizard. Spider-Man does one of his cool, there's a pile of newspapers, he webs one up and webs down some change. Which is kind of like, you know, the change covered in spider web that's a little bit like, uh, if you've ever been working somewhere and someone gives you money for something, they give you a dollar that looks like, there's been a dollar that's been circulating in the cash drawer at my work that looks like it was just used to wipe someone's ass. And somehow it keeps getting back in there and I don't understand it. But it's there and that's what's happening. That's the life we live. That's how I feel webbed money would be. You'd be like, ugh, this is terrible. I don't like it. Um, But anyway, the bugle is like, Spider-Man, you got to fight the lizard. But, you know, Peter Parker's like, well, how the fuck am I going to get to Florida? Uh, Maybe Jameson will send me there to send some pictures. And, of course, he says no. So then, you know, Peter's at the the Natural History Museum. Now, by the way, I want to talk about this museum tour that they're giving to these high school students. The person, the tour guide is like talking about dinosaurs. Um, if their intelligence had matched their size, they might still rule the earth today. Their hides were so thick that if they lived today, no gun smaller than a cannon could injure them. They lived in or out of water. They could crush a present day tank. This has convinced me fully. Cause when I went to the museum, it was all about like, Ooh, in the Jurassic period, the Cretaceous period. And I made up a little acronym thing to remind myself, a mnemonic device, if you will. And it goes, you know, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. She's not very good at calculus and she's an embarrassment to the family, but we still love her kind of anyway. And that's how you can remember all these eras. Um, And then I'm going to try and get you to memorize these eras and then tell you that you know, your life consists of one tiny millionth of a millionth of a percent of history. So really, why bother learning anything? But what they didn't say is things like a dinosaur would crush a tank. You know, a dinosaur could kill the Hulk or some shit like that, which has convinced me. I think that Stan Lee's next gig, he's been kind of floating around doing some different things. I think his next gig should be writing the copy for museum tours. Hear me out. This is what you want to hear. I want to hear 
a dinosaur could crush a tank. I want to hear a dinosaur could rip the top of your house off and eat your parents. Like, I want to hear the Stanley crazy bombast that comes with, uh, you know, Stanley. That's what I want to hear at the museum. They have those little plaques. They have those little cards that can tell you the normal, correct way. But uh, how about you just do, just have Stan Lee do it, man. I'm telling you, this is going to get kids interested in shit. Let their dreams be crushed later when they find out that nothing's actually interesting, okay? Okay, so then Spider-Man foils a robbery at the museum. They have uh, Liz, Liz Allen. They've got her hostage, you know. They've got a gun, and he punches out the bad guys and saves them. And then she's like, oh... Spider-Man had his strong arms around me. He called me blue eyes. I'll never forget him. You know, she's in love. Um, so then we cut to J. Jonah Jameson's office. You know, Spider-Man's spider signal comes in the window. Spider-Man's spider signal is like the opposite of the bat signal. Like the bat signal goes up in the sky and reflects on the clouds and is like, Batman, come here. But the spider signal goes down onto people and is like, oh shit, Spider-Man's here. This is one of the many ways that Spider-Man is much cooler than Batman. This is an ongoing thing. I wrote this article you can look up uh, for litreactor.com, and it's like 30 Reasons Spider-Man's the Greatest Hero. And basically, it's a collection of some of my favorite Spidey moments. But one of the things, one of the reactions to it was, you know, oh, Batman's the best. Batman's the best. Batman is not the best, okay? Batman is boring. I'm sorry. Also, here's the big thing they always say. Spider-Man has superpowers. Batman's just a man, and that's why he's better. To which I'm on a never-ending campaign to say to people, fuck that. Batman is a billionaire. Being a billionaire is a superpower. Okay? So Spider-Man shows up in J. Jonah Jameson's office, and he accepts the challenge. And then, you know, says, all right, I'll go fight the lizard. You know, you just, you come and report on it, and I will fight him. And then Jameson's like, great, get me that Parker. Get me that son of a bitch. Um, also, he webs him to the ceiling. And he's like, go get some cushions off the couch so when I fall off the ceiling, I don't hit, hurt myself. And then, you know, oh, we're road tripping it to Florida. Road tripping in a plane anyway. So they, they go off. They go off to Florida. And they have a, a little f a swamp battle. You know, Spider-Man just kind of goes walking into the swamp. Finds the lizard reaches out from underwater and grabs him and punches him in the face and runs away. You know, he's swinging him around by the tail. And the lizard continually insists, no, no, the swamp land is mine. Leave it to me. Which, again, again, keep it. That's fine. I would go there, fight the lizard, assess this problem as like, oh, well, he just wants to have the swamps to himself. I think that's fine. Is anyone else trying to claim the swamp? What are we doing in the swamp? Right? It's like, all right, Lizard, how about we make a deal? Uh, once every 10 or 15 years, we can, like, film a horror movie and, you know, a sort of psychological thriller movie where, like, some guys are out in the swamp and hillbilly weird people rape them. And uh, other than that, the swamp is yours, my friend. So then Spider-Man happens upon the house of Dr. Kurt Connors, where his wife is sitting on the bed, crying, and explains the deal. So she hands over this picture, by the way, of Kurt Connors, and it's like an 8.5 by 11 size picture, an 8 by 10, whatever. 
and it's him and you know it says to my wife love curtis and it looks like what is this a goddamn restaurant that you're putting you've got like your headshots that you're giving to your wife and signing has anyone ever done that i've always wanted to do that i always wanted to get like weird headshots made and pass them out i also thought it would be really funny if you had a headshot you know, to write on it with like silver or gold marker and basically cover the entire thing with text of just pointless text just to kind of obscure the picture. Um, you know, like if it was to my wife and be like, to my wife, her full name. Oh, I remember that time we met. Hey, remember this time this other thing happened? LOL. Um, YOLO. Hashtag YOLO. Pete. And then just cover the entire thing. So she explains that her husband... The one-armed scientist was basically trying to make a serum that just let, uh, let you know, like a lizard can grow its tail back. So maybe um, he could make a serum that would grow an arm back for him. And he, get it, he tests it on a rabbit, and the rabbit seems fine, and it had a leg missing and grew it back. So then he just goes ahead and chugs it right out of the, the little beaker. Um, you know, just... Okay, here's a beaker of serum. I tried it on one rabbit. I'm going to just slam it now, straight out of this fucking beaker. Like, here's a tip, scientists. If you're drinking something straight out of a beaker, you are doing something wrong. Like, anything that you're drinking or consuming that you make in your science lab should be in a different container because it's gone through enough process that it's like, oh, we don't just keep this in the container where it was invented. Okay? That is not how this works. I'm not drinking Coca-Cola out of a science tube. So he just drinks it, and then his hand grows back, and he's like, oh, that's fucking great. Look at that. Look at that. And then, you know, a couple pages later, he turned, his hand turns lizardy. He turns lizardy, runs off into the swamp, and, you know, he becomes too stupid, basically. And there's a really funny panel of him... You know, he's like writing a letter to his wife and it says, take Billy, leave, never come back. And he's crying. And all I could think was crocodile tears because that's really funny. Right? Right? I said. So anyway, Spidey uses some science. Uh, well, he chases after, after Billy because Billy is outside for some reason. He fights the lizard and the lizard runs away. And then Spidey decides, all right, I'm going to use my own science and make my own beaker of stuff. So he makes a green liquid, and, you know, he's, he knows it's correct because it changed color. So he's like, perfect. But now he just has to get the lizard to drink it. And then the lizard shows up. They have a fight. He throws an entire desk at him. The lizard's main fighting tactic seems to be, I'm going to pick up a huge thing and throw it at Spider-Man, like a thing I shouldn't be able to... to throw so then spider-man has to chase the lizard down into the swamp so he he makes some web pontoons like water shoes big tall ones and then he has a stick and he's just you know hillbilly in his way down the river or the swamp or whatever i don't does the swamp move or just stay i don't even know does the water in the swamp just like sit there and make mosquitoes or does it like flow is there a tide in the swamp? I, don't, I know nothing about the swamp. All I know about the swamp is what I'm learning here, which is that there's snakes. You can make it on web pontoons. And 
If there's a lizard man in the swamp, he's probably hiding in an old abandoned Spanish fort, which looks like a big swamp castle. What asshole came here? Leave it to a Spaniard, huh? Am I right, guys? High five through the thing to build a castle in the swamp. Again, that's like a thing where I feel like if you came here and you're like taking over the land and shit, like natives would be like, mm, that's fine. Like this fucking, this guy wants to build a huge castle in the middle of the swamp. That's fine. Like we don't, we want nothing to do with that area. You know, and the lizard has like a little posse of alligators following him around and shit. And uh, then they basically just have a fight. Which is a lot like, um, you know, so Spider-Man's trying to fight the lizard, but also trying to get him to drink this tube of liquid. So basically the fight they're having in this sort of round cylindrical thing, like a big tower, is uh, the equivalent of like when you're trying to make your cat eat a pill. And you're like trying to get it to swallow a thing, but also it's just fighting you for its life. And you're trying to heal it while it's trying to murder you. Because it's like, I don't know why you're trying to make me do this. I don't know what you're trying to do. But um, I'm going to just kill you. You know, so they punch and fight and grapple. And he hits him right in the fucking tummy with, a, with his tail. All that shit. All the basic litter, uh, lizard moves. But, you know, of course, eventually he gets around his head, makes him drink the thing. And then he turns back into Kurt Connors. And everything's cool. Um, you know, he webs... He just shoot, he's kind of just... They walk away and he's casually shooting webs at these alligators that used to follow the lizard around because they don't follow Dr. Kirk Connors around. But he's just kind of like half-acidly webbing them away. Just like, ah, fuck off. Get away. Uh, Peter Parker goes home. He gives some pictures to J. Jonah Jameson. Although then he's like, well, what a waste of time. I can tell a fake photo when I see one, which is hilarious because just previous in the Sandman issue, we did have actual fake photos, which he sold to him. So there you go. And then finally, Peter Parker calls Liz Allen and is like, hey, maybe you want to go on a date or something like that. But Liz Allen's like, oh, no, I don't love you. I love Spider-Man. So get off the phone because I don't want the line to be timed up when uh, Spider-Man calls. <laughs> The old Parker Luck ends this one for sure. And that's basically the end of this one. There is a great classic ad in here for like hypnotism lessons. It's like a full page ad. And it's a uh, give me just one evening and I'll teach you how to hypnotize easily. But every, and there are a lot of different versions of this ad in these comics. But they all seem to amount to essentially the same thing, which is like, um, hypnotize girls in this low-cut dress so you can grab their boobs. Hypnotized girls will let you grab their boobs. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds like a win to me. How about you, boys? I don't know why. I guess it's just like... I suppose there was a time before the internet, you know, before Cinemax, before these things where you're like, perhaps the only way I'll ever see a boob in real life is if someone is hypnotized and they show me their boob because of hypnotism. I, I suppose that was like maybe a thing, maybe a thought someone had was like, I'm never going to see a boob unless I hypnotize somebody. So there you go. It's, it's the Spanish fly of the, 
of the comic book world. I don't know. There's got to have been ads for Spanish Fly in comics before, right? That has to be a fucking thing. Well, there you go. We did it. Another issue down. Um, don't forget to tune in for our next thrilling issue, issue number seven, when the vulture returns. We'll see you next time, webheads. Oh, <laughs>